It's time for this week's edition of Motorsports The Show. They had races at Kentucky Speedway and the Bristol All-Star Race for NASCAR. Whereas for IndyCar, they had the Rev Group Grand Prix. That was, of course, taking place at Road America. So, there's NASCAR IndyCar doubleheader happening last week. Very fun. And then the All-Star Race happening in Bristol. A lot to talk about. There really is. You want to stay tuned to, to this week's edition of Sports The Show. Have you heard of Anchor? It is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free way to make a podcast. You don't have to pay. You can edit the podcast on your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast to many places, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And... You can make money from your podcast with barely any listens. You can download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. The weekend started on Thursday with the Shady Race 200 taking place at Kentucky Speedway and Austin Sendrick winning the race in overtime. That was his first victory of the season. Noah Gregson won stages one and two and led the most laps with 87 out of 136 laps led. So if he would have watched the race, he mostly would have thought, oh, no, Gregson, he's going to win the race. He's been dominant. But nope, it was Austin Sendrick getting the victory. Nine cautions, six lead changes. We now move to Friday of last week. For that race, the Allsco 500, the 200-lap race, was won by Austin Sendrick. Austin Sendrick getting the back-to-back victories at Kentucky. So congrats to Team Penske and Austin Sendrick. Austin Sendrick, that race led 130 out of 200 laps in one stage two. Noah Gregson would win stage one. You probably heard about the race last week, not based on the results, but really based on something that happened after the race. Noah Gregson and then Harrison Burton had a fight. That was trending on Twitter. It wasn't the race. No, it was the fight that was trending. So Harrison Burton, Noah Gregson had a fight after the race. It was because of lap 188. Noah drifted into Harrison Burton, making both of them hit the wall. And, like, Harrison kind of, I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure he didn't really recover. And then Grayson did. Tempers were high. Punches were thrown. A couple of crew members got involved, but it was not at the level of Texas in 2014 with Brad Keselowski and then Jeff Gordon. Now that... If you want to see a good fight in NASCAR, you got to look at that one, man. got to look at that one. The ARCA Series also raced at Kentucky Speedway. The General Tire 150 was a 100-lap race that was won by Tyler Gibbs, who led 59 laps. The 100-lap race, of course, was there. Tyler Gibbs, the winner. Tyler Gibbs is the grandson of Joe Gibbs. So, family dynamic there. There are five cautions, five lead changes. 
Allie Deegan, I believe that's how you say her name. Not sure. Didn't watch the race. I was in Cleveland. Well, on the road to Cleveland. And like Drew Dollar got in an incident that made NASCAR Twitter angry because there's a lot of people who like Haley Deegan. I think that's what it was. And that I don't know why. I don't know why they like her. I really don't. Yeah, but basically they had a bit of an incident, like spun Deegan out, and then NASCAR Twitter was angry. I feel like Haley Deegan, I probably am mispronouncing her name. I didn't watch the race. But I feel like she has the Chase Elliott effect, where for some reason everyone loves Chase Elliott. I don't know why. But if you look, there's Jimmy Johnson, Chase Elliott, that whole group. Then there's like, it's really them against the world. And then there's people who like Kyle Busch, which lots of people don't like. Uh, I don't care enough about Kyle. He gets to be sponsored by candy, though. So does he get free candy? That's my question. Yeah, so uh, Chase Elliott fans, they are wild. You got to be careful what you do around them or else they're going to be very angry after the race. That's always funny, too. Seeing all them crumble. I, I don't have any hate to them. You can like who you like. I just prefer not to like the one everyone likes. That's why I was a Kyle Larson fan. Let me explain to you why I was, actually. Uh, so, Target. Target is my favorite store to go to. Growing up, it was still my favorite store to go to. Then one day, I saw a Target car on NASCAR, and I was like, Wow, that's Target. That's my favorite store. I support all of the targets. And then I went to Chip Ganassi Racing's headquarters in Indianapolis. And then I saw the Indy cars. It was for like some Indy honor flight thing. And I was like, this is cool. I get to see the Indy cars. I got to see some trophies too. And then I was like, it's official. Chip Ganassi Racing fan for a lot. That's what I told myself. And that's how I still am. Except Target doesn't sponsor them anymore, which is kind of sad. That that was a bit of disappointment when I was saw there's no more Target cars. But I am a Chip Ganassi fan for life. That's why I support all of them. So I was always the different one, and I wanted to like Kyle Larson. But then Kyle Larson said the no-no word, and now he dominates in dirt track racing. I don't know if he's going to come back, actually. We'll find out next year. He's not going to be back this year. That's all I know. Off on a tangent, of course. Well, we had all of the Friday and Thursday racing. We even had a Saturday ARCA race. But that same Saturday, they had the buckle up in your truck 225 for the NASCAR truck series, or as I like to call it, NASH truck series. Well, the race ended on a red flag due to rain. There was a caution and then a red flag at lap 70. And Sheldon Creed was the winner, was the leader at the time. So he got the win. It was his first ever win. And actually, one of the pit reporters had to be a cameraman for like the post to zoom things because he didn't get to like go in a trailer. So he just had to hold up the phone. I think it was Vince Welch. I could be wrong. I can't remember. The 70-lap race was won by Sheldon Creed. Stage 1 winner, Zane Smith. Winner stage 2 was Sheldon Creed. 
Uh, stages were 35 laps each. And then Brett Moffitt actually led the most laps with two, 26 out of 70 lead, seven cautions, six lead changes. Rev Group Grand Prix, the first one. There were two of them. Back-to-back Saturday, Sunday at Road America. The weekend started off with Joseph Newgarden being the fastest qualifier. Then, once again, the familiar name. You've heard me say it for the past three weeks. Scott Dixon getting his third victory in a row and third win of the season at race number one. So it's been a dominant year for Chip Ganassi and Scott Dixon. His 49th win overall. 18 wins behind A.J. Foyt now. A.J. Foyt has the most IndyCar wins for 67. Scott Dixon has 49. That's 18 behind 67. Will Power gets second place. And Alex Palou, I think I said his name wrong, and I apologize, was in third place. Six lead changes, three cautions. Chip Ganassi Racing. I don't know what they did with their cars, but they've been dominant. At IndyCar this year. So that was like at I think. Five. And I was still on the road to Cleveland. So let me explain to you. My week last week. I went to a professional soccer game. Saturday was on the road for Cleveland. Sunday. Spent the day in Cleveland. Saturday. Monday. Came back that night. And then that's when I missed like all the racing that week. Because I was busy. And I apologize. So. That was a good race, but then at noon the next day, they had the Rev Group Grand Prix number two, and Chip Ganassi gets his fourth win of the season, but a different driver in victory lane. It's number 10, and Felix Rosenquist got his first ever IndyCar victory. Interestingly enough, number 10 was driven by Tony Kanaan for a while, and I believe Tony Kanaan was the last one to get a victory, and like 2014 behind the number 10. So it's been about six years since the number 10 won. Could be wrong. I don't remember the stat. I had it. I didn't write it down and I apologize. So Felix Rosenquist getting the victory there. Seemed like Felix was going to win the first race, but then like crashed with, I think, two to go and didn't get the win there. So congrats to Chip Ganassi being 4 0 for IndyCar. Paddle Award was on the pole for that race, and he did good finishing in second place. Alexander Rossi doing a great job getting in third place. Paddle Award Award led 43 of the 55 laps. 43 out of 55. That's a lot. And he's just a rookie. This was his fourth race. We now move to the Sunday Cup Series race at Kentucky. Quaker State 400. It was a 267-lap race, and it was won by rookie Cole Custer. With that, Cole made it himself to the All-Star race, and he got to have the fancy underglow. We'll talk about all that later. But Cole Custer only led five laps after going from sixth to first in the final restart, which was caused by Kevin Harvick. Eric Amarola led the most laps with 128 laps led. And one stage number one. Brad Keselowski wins stage two. Eight cautions, 13 lead changes. Cole, Cole Custer now joins Joey Logano and Chris Buescher as the first rookies not running for Xfinity points to win a race since 2009. Justin Haley and Trevor Bain drove for Xfinity points when they won their first race. Hence, they aren't part of that. 
That was an interesting twi- trivia fact put by NASCAR on Twitter. Then it was Wednesday for the All-Star Race, and that was an interesting night because Twitter was shut down, basically, with all the verified accounts not being able to tweet. So I live-tweeted the race. They eventually came back, but I was like, yo, I'm an analyst now. That was fun. We began with the All-Star Open Race, which was everyone who was already not in the All-Star Race. And if you were winning a stage of that race, you advanced to the All-Star Race. And then if you also were the fan vote winner, you made it to the All-Star Race. If you won a stage, your car was basically black flagged and you were done with the race as you prepared for the All-Star Race. My predictions, I had Bubba Wallace... Clint, not sorry, not Clint Boyer, Matty Benedetto, William Byron, and Eric Amarola getting the win. Three of those were right. You're going to find out now. 17 laps into the race, the expected favorite to win the fan vote was Bubba Wallace, and he and Michael McDowell made contact, causing Bubba's car to spin and be totaled, which wasn't good if you're a Bubba fan. Uh, but a piece of that car is now being like bid and will be given to charity, which is awesome. I totally support support that. I would have preferred it to go to Richard Petty's charity, but you know what? Michael McDowell's charity. I'm cool with that. I like supporting charity. Well, Eric Almarola won stage number one, then William Byron winning stage number two. So I was right about those two. And then the winner of the All-Star Open getting his first ever career victory at the track that he's been amazing at, it's Matt Benedetto finally getting that Bristol win. If you remember in like 2019, he got second place and had the whole track of rooting for him because he was in a contract year and most likely didn't he didn't have a ride yet. And then he managed to get second place. So I was proud of Matt. And then the fan voted driver was Clint Boyer, my favorite. He's my new favorite because Kyle Larson's gone. So Clint Boyer was the fan-voted driver. So those four drivers joined the other 16 drivers who were already qualified for the All-Star Race. To qualify, you had to be a uh, champion, a past champion, or have won a race this year. Some new things happened at the All-Star Race. The numbers were moved a bit more back. So on the door, what would be considered the door, they had the sponsor, and then the number was put near the back of the back end of the car rather than on the door. Some fans didn't like that. It it didn't bother me. Then they had lights that went under the car, but it was only the back of the car that had lights instead of all around the car, and it was based on if it was a Chevy, Toyota, or Ford. So blue for Ford, red for Toyota, orange, yellow-ish, for Chevy. I don't know what to call it. I'm not a color expert. So I didn't like the underglow. I didn't care about the number change. Now they look weird with it back. Because I'm so used to seeing all those images. Like what it was going to look like. So then I was prepared for it. So I don't care if they move numbers anymore. Let's talk about the All-Star race. Alex Bowman and Ryan Blaney were in the front row for that race. Montrex Jr. was going to start on the pole position. But failed. Inspection had to go to the back of the pack. So Alex Bowen, Ryan Blaney in the front row to start the 20-car race. Stage one's winner was Ryan Blaney. 
Blaney was doing great that night. Seemed like he was going to be the winner. But then when it was stage two and stage three, you realized it was going to be Chase Elliott night because Chase Elliott winning both stages two and stage three. Then the final 15 laps had to go on green lap. It was just yellow. It didn't count. So then in the final 15 laps, Chase Elliott remained the leader with Kyle Busch finishing in a close second. Kyle, I thought, was going to actually be able to get the win. And I can only imagine how NASCAR Twitter would have reacted. NASCAR Twitter is a fun place, but can also be a bad place at the same time. So you really never know. It just depends on who finishes. And if Kyle Busch wins, then they're angry. Yeah, anyway. Bristol was crazy from what I've seen. Uh, we had some guy climb the fence. He didn't climb onto track, but he just decided, I want to climb the fence because I'm happy. So that was cool. We now move to Ryan Blaney, who finished in sixth place and led 72 of the 140 laps in that race, which was the most five caution, six lead changes. After an exciting week, we now move to the doubleheader IndyCar NASCAR again. IndyCar has a doubleheader at Iowa Speedway, taking place July 17th and July 18th. There will be 250 laps for each race, and both will be taking place at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBCSN and will be aired on the IndyCar Radio Network if that's more your speed. Fans will be allowed to be in the stands, but not at full capacity. You know what? Iowa night races are cool. I like night races. I really do. NASCAR will be at Texas Motor Speedway. Saturday, July 18th, there's an Xfinity Nashtruck doubleheader. Xfinity will be on NBCSN and the PRN at 3. And the truck series will be on FS1 and aired on the MRN, the Motor Racing Network, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sunday, July 19th at 3 Eastern Standard Time, the Cup Series will be on NBCSN and air on the Performance Racing Network PRN, if that's more your speed. By the way, it's going to be in 100 degrees because July in Texas, so that's going to be fun. Uh, fans will be allowed in the stands there. Hope all of you to go to Texas. You stay safe. Please drink some water. Uh, I believe we had like an IndyCar radio guy. Had to be like sent to the care center because it was very hot in June. Nick Yeoman, that's who it was. He like had to take a trip to the care center and then... I think that same weekend was the weekend Bubba Wallace like fainted at Darlington. So, guys, if you're going to races, make sure you bring water because it's going to be hot there. But I still hope you guys enjoy it. That's been this week's edition of Sports the Show. Motorsports the Show edition. That's what it's called. I hope you all enjoyed that. So, peace. See you guys next week.